How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Soapstone. My name is Jake, and I'm joined by my co-host, as always, Dave. How's it going tonight, Dave? I panicked. I blanked. Panicked. <laughs> I blanked. Fair. I think should've, you could be should have gone through the the workshop of my mantra on the wall of "I am fine. I am uh-huh. awful. I am zesty." <laughs> I'm just imagining like those are the uh, the motivational posters that they have it's just like confidence or influence or whatever but the sign is just like you are fine and they just like hang it up above each cubicle <laughs> you are uh, fine. You're, you're all right you're all right <laughs> but it doesn't have a cute kid and it has like a an older cat that's just kind of done uh-huh yeah it's just not having it's, it passable passable um well at least you're not bad so is any day that you can answer like neutral to above neutral Overall, a pretty good day, I think. But that's perspective. You guys don't see, but Jake is wearing glasses while recording, and they are rose tinted. <laughs> I actually, I think rose tinted glasses would be pretty funny, but I don't think I could pull them off right now. I lose some weight, get some seventies gear, probably. What would your seventies gear be? I mean, bell bottoms, obviously. Pants? Okay. Yeah, you gotta have bell bottoms. Um, <laughs> what would be a good it's got to be a jacket right like a, a 70s jacket to fit the motif but i'm not sure what that would look like i have to look on up top of a sleeveless shirt mm-hmm. yeah definitely shirt and not like bare chested because it's not one of those kinds of bars i mean it depends on how your chest is mm-hmm it is. <laughs> it is? <laughs> yeah. I don't remember uh, the last time I saw you shirtless to really say. It's I probably think, yeah. been five years. It was. It would have been like land party. Like at the uh, yeah, like a, pool. Yeah, pool instance. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, other than that, I don't know. We'll have to have a, once everybody's moved and our, uh, there's no more illness in the world and everything's great, we can have... um some 70s party or something like that force people to pay exorbitant amounts of money to buy clothes that uh, are not mass produced anymore <laughs> maybe you can go to like a thrift store oh that's true yeah or you actually, gotta you gotta improvise yeah i was gonna say that's actually it would be less expensive i guess to dress for the 70s well, i don't as know if you're necessarily not... gonna have it though because that's granted clothing that would have had to have been passed around for you know another 50 years uh <laughs> yeah it is that old it's weird yeah Jeez, man i barely I still like remember the, idea the of 70s the... do you remember that 70s show <laughs> <laughs> that's the closest frame of reference i have mm-hmm. i remember the father's name was red yeah red foreman that's um i feel like the son's name must have been george but that could be wrong. Well, I won't care really about it. Uh, <laughs> we try, we try. Um, as I'm going through the list of like, <laughs> make these puns. Uh-huh. Uh, I do like the idea of a theme party, though. Oh, yeah. Like, as cheesy as like toga parties sound, I'm like, I like the idea of a theme and sticking with it. Right. It's it's like a Halloween party, but throughout other times of the year. Right. Force mm-hmm. people to dress up, get in the spirit. And then have your food and drink just themed around that. Maybe do the music. Mm-hmm. And you're still really just there to 
get together and hang out. But it's an excuse to just do something dumb. Like, I know God of War, I think it was God of War 3 had, like, a launch party for all the executives and stuff like that. And they're like, oh, yeah, it's got to be, like, God of War themed and all this stuff. And they had, like, they, like, slaughtered a pig or something like that. Like, I don't know. There was, like, some really absurd stuff that they did. I'm actually going to look this up. Because... Um, I remember I heard about it and was like, what is going on? It was a dead goat. There you go. Isn't anytime you kill a goat or a pig slaughtering it? <laughs> I guess that's true. Yeah. Yeah. I guess they're doing a more farm-to-table approach. Hmm. Mm-hmm. They're just, you know, killing the goat in front of everybody. Which I feel is like a weird, a weird play. <laughs> All right. I don't actually know if I can read this. This is the description of the uh, event. I mean, All right. it's, you're reciting factual stuff that's recorded. I know. And this is the... Uh, okay, I'll just read it. So, I apologize. <laughs> I apologize, listener. Guests at the event were even invited to reach inside the goat's still warm carcass to eat offal from its stomach. Um, at the event, guests were... Uh, Competed to see who could eat the most offal, procured elsewhere, and intended to resemble the goat's intestines from its stomach. They also threw knives at targets and pulled live snakes from a pit with their bare hands. <laughs> Topless girls added to the, I don't know what this word is, luch, louch, louch, atmosphere by dipping grapes into guest mouths while a male model portraying Kratos, the game's warrior hero, handed out garlands. <laughs> what a party. I like how it's that one guy's job. Mm-hmm. I'm Kratos. Would you like a garland? <laughs> yeah, it's what he does in the Thank game. Thank you for I coming. Think. Would you like a garland? <laughs> Thank you for coming. That's why they needed the reboot after three. Yeah. Yeah. They, then they should invite boys to the party. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hmm, hmm. I don't know. Oh, maybe not. Uh... Yeah. It's weird, though. I remember like reading that headline, and this is old news. Um, so it was like May 2007, but, um, I still think about it sometimes, apparently. Well, you have a good memory. I don't No, nah, sometimes <laughs> I don't not long term. <laughs> I mean, not short term. Um, oh shit. I just realized I have, uh, two Elden Ring wallpapers. I knew that no? they were Elden Ring, but, uh, the one on my main monitor that I'm looking at you on is, the castle in Limgrave, yeah, Stormvale. But then to the right, it's a view of the Erd Tree, but it's from Limgrave. So oh. positionally, for where I'm sitting, it actually kind of it kind of fits. Kind of goes together. That's good. It's not we one also... to one of like here's the map, but <laughs> right, it's just a panorama. Um, we also got the mandatory Elden Ring reference out of the way, like. Before like I said, I'm, I'm going, I'm burning through the list. <laughs> Made two puns. Mention Elder. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but we do have a topic for this episode. Fuck! <laughs> and it's one that I know that I, at least, have done nothing but prepare for since it was brought up on Sunday and then we didn't discuss it at all until literally right now. <laughs> so, um should be good. Uh I don't know what working like what the title will end up being. Um I like 
salt without sanctuary though i think that's i think that's funny to me well, i think it's a good good plan words for the game for anybody who doesn't know salt and sanctuary mm-hmm. yeah is a dark souls like side scroller yeah and it has that's nothing to do with the episode <laughs> no it's <laughs> also from what i remember it's i did not get a lot of enjoyment from the game no i think i played yeah. it for like two hours i'm like yeah I played it longer than you did, which is probably the only Souls game in existence that that is true true for. Um, no, <laughs> Dark Souls Two. What am I talking about? <laughs> Outside of Dark Souls Two. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, we realized upon retrospective that we still have not had an episode on toxicity or conditioning of behavior in games. Or the feels outside of, you know, positive emotions, I think. Um, We actually did have an episode, I think, specifically on good feels. But that's not all we get out of first-person shooters or Call of Duty and stuff like that. It's the salt. It's the bad vibes. Mm -hmm. I literally played Dota before this recording to get myself in the spirit. Just get ready. Get ready. (laughs) Yeah. Do you have any anecdotes from the one specific game that you played? <laughs> you could say, like, here's the point where I could have been salty. Or maybe here's the point where I was reported. <laughs> I mean, it didn't get bad. Like, I still treat it as, like, it's just a game. Mm-hmm. Um, I was playing well, actually well. Not like, I think I'm doing all right. Mm-hmm. And I was playing Sniper. So it really just comes down to me positioning well. Um but like I won my lane, we were pushing, we were getting a lot of kills, rotating. And then it gets to that mid game where people kind of like fuck around and do their own thing. And you're like, we should take the objectives before, you know, we give them all the farm and it's even again. Uh-huh. Type of stuff like that. And I said like, hey, we should group because like we're ahead. We can take objectives. And every time we have like a 5v5 fight, we win. Yeah. And then a good, good space to be. Like I drew on the map like, hey, let's go attack here. And then three people just went and attacked there. Meanwhile, somebody and myself were like just TPing to roughly the location, but it would take us another 20 seconds to get there. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, hey, we should group up. And you guys started the fight without us. It's like, well, I just want to try and get a quick kill. I'm like, okay, but we didn't. And now we have to wait to regroup uh-huh. again. And we're giving them advantage. So at that point, I was getting a little frustrated, but not, not salty, I would say. Okay. But like yeah. I do... At that point, I was cognizant of I want to win mm-hmm. because, like, I've invested my time, I've played well. I want it to end in victory and just call it a day, yeah. Uh, instead of losing for a dumb reason, like maybe I misplayed or my team misplays. Uh huh. Yeah, and that actually that's such a I think that's a really good intro into what I was hoping to cover. Like some of the questions here, like one of them is the definition of salt. So salt is. It has an actual definition. We're not gonna, we're not interested in that. Um, in gamer lingo, it's uh, getting really frustrated, um, tilting, which means um, playing poorly because of your, your emotions are in the way, um, and in general, uh, treating the people around you poorly um, due to whatever factors are emotionally impacting you at the time. So some people like some people are salty players, players that like get frustrated easily. They take it out on those around them. And that's a living, you know, <laughs> and other people, I think, more occasionally fall into it. 
Um, but um, it's a rare breed that never experienced any type of that tier of frustration and the games that I think bring it out. I think you have no emotions if that's the case. And that's yeah. coming from me. It's coming from me. Um, mm-hmm. Would you categorize yourself as somebody who is more likely to be salty or tilted in games mm-hmm. or not? I would be slightly positive to salt, probably moderately positive to, to salt because I've literally had to quit games because of how it was impacting me emotionally. <laughs> um, Dota was a great example, right? Like, I was what like, are crap. you talking about? <laughs> like, reach a part where I'm just like trash talking actual real life friends, like not even just randoms on the internet where it's acceptable in a lot of game spaces. You're like, okay, let's make fun of randoms. Um, but like being frustrated with real life friends and not letting that go really easily. Yeah. I get it though. It's, it's really a time of like how much effort and investment you have in the experience versus what somebody else does. Mm-hmm. So like if you care a lot and somebody's just like dicking around and you lose, you're like, I'm pissed at that person. They're not taking it seriously. And we lost because of them. Right. They've essentially wasted my time. They don't respect my time or me. And then it, it compounds from there. Yeah. It's kind of like a, a really short term relationship where it's like, hey, I hope that we want the same things here. And if you don't, you're going to have a bad time because you, <laughs> don't, you don't have the same expectations. Yeah. Um, I think like I have specific examples of that. Obviously, like there's been times I've been pissed off in Overwatch and I disconnect and I reconnect like 20 seconds later because I just it just drains out of my system Um, or I become sane for a second, I guess. Again, I don't know. It passes quickly. Um, Or, you know, you're having a bad run of uh, matches in Dota and it's like. It just compounds, I think, over time. If you if you start down that path of like negative thoughts and negative reaction, it just builds up. Yeah, I, I don't know how to fix that outside of mm-hmm. avoiding it because spiraling is super easy. Mm-hmm. At least that's how I typically will take things in a day-to-day life. It's easy to have like one negative thought and then not have something to balance you out you're like oh so everything's terrible gotcha right but obviously it's not logical thinking it's just emotional spiraling yes exactly it's entirely irrational um i think a lot of times it does come down to winning versus losing you know and just really wanting to win the match like you mentioned um but there can Mm -hmm. be other factors that impact it as well um The other factor I think that can feed into, um, at least for myself, getting salty is if my own performance in the game is not where I think it should be, right? Like oftentimes I get frustrated. I'm more chill if other people are struggling, but I'm hitting my own personalish goals. Yeah. Like what do I want to accomplish? But if I know that I'm dragging people down or like I make a mistake, it's really easy to fall into like a negative uh, emotional feedback loop. Yeah, I, I feel that. Do you remember volleyball? 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, every time that I would like play that with not the the work group, but like the people who played like five times a week group, even though I only mm-hmm. play with them once a week, for me it was meant to be like that's where I'm actually getting some exercise. And it was a game I was decent enough at, but every time I messed up, people aren't the type to like call out like, hey, you fucked up. But in my yeah. head, mm-hmm. I'm thinking, oh, I can definitely improve here. So I would always make a mental note of like, hey, you're doing this thing. If you can, stop it. Try, try better next time. But right. I think everybody's more likely to beat themselves up than other people. But also, because you are beating yourself up and you don't want people to be mad at you, you're like, oh, hey, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And everyone else like doesn't care, typically. Uh-huh. Um, but I'm very much that person where, at least with video games, I don't know I if I got where we were. <laughs> yeah. uh, we had some technical issues, a little bit of bandwidth um, problem. Not exactly sure whose fault that is. Could be mine, could be Dave's, could be Zencaster, but I'm loath to blame them because um, we don't pay them any money <laughs> and they host all of our recordings for some reason. So shout out, friend of the show. Do you Zencaster. do this thing for free? You bitch. Why isn't it perfect? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think you're talking about personal um, personal factor on uh, assault or tilting or a negative emotional feedback loop. Oh, yeah. If I'm playing with friends, friendlies, like I know when somebody fucks up, mm-hmm. but I don't really get a benefit from I don't think they get a benefit from me calling them out saying like, hey, you fucked up. They probably know. They probably right. know. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you drawing attention to it just makes them feel worse about I guess more reluctant to try because if you're only getting negative feedback eh. yeah and if people are playing for the goal of getting better so like specific example uh, Overwatch is a great example like sometimes you know right like you know that the reason you, you died is because of your own fault right Maybe it's like out of position, but it's not like one of those ambiguously out of position type situations. You're like on the wrong side of the map and the enemy team is just there. You're like, wait a minute, <laughs> hold up. I don't think anyone's going to save me here. Um, or like you're playing Cassidy and you miss every single shot and they haven't turned around and seen you yet, but you continue to miss every single shot until they do. Um, it's like, those are the situations where like crap in that moment I knew I could have played better and anyone calling it out. My initial response is going to be to shield first shield mm-hmm. myself emotionally. Um, and then if I have the introspective capacity to think about it in the moment, be like, okay, they're right. Shouldn't take it personal dial back and just try to do better. Um, but that's really freaking hard. Yeah. I I find <laughs> because uh words mm-hmm. and emotions. My emotions. If I'm playing with friends or we're doing friendly stuff, I will become usually vocal as far as like, oh fuck him. Oh what the fuck? I died bullshit. Mm-hmm. But it, like in my head, I'm running calculations, I'm like, was it actually fair? Was I out of position? Blah blah blah, stuff like that. But it's like right. kind of a flash in the pan just messing around with friends. Again, mm-hmm. I'm not going to ever be really pissed after a game or something. 
Yeah, and but, I think that's like. Sorry, sorry I was go gonna ahead. continue with um. But like in real life, if somebody's just like doing like playful ribbing stuff, it depends. It depends who it comes from, I think. Because mm-hmm. like if it's somebody like I, I truly know and love, and like I know who they are as a person, fully, they can say whatever. They could talk about my dick, and we'd be okay. Right. Um, and it's encouraged. <laughs> please, please. <laughs> um, but daily periodical. <laughs> <laughs> Every day, Jake texts me at eight a.m. with a. <laughs> but what's the dick I... doing? <laughs> <laughs> How did I dick do? <laughs> I like if somebody was trying to just follow along with like, oh, what is Dave trying to actually like finally string a sentence together? And then we're talking about dicks, like <laughs> immediately gone off the rails. Um, but if I don't know and f- like fully trust that person, mm-hmm. my instinct is either, like you said, to become like very defensive and be like snappy, but mm-hmm. I don't want to be that person. So I default to like the fall on the sword type. Mm-hmm. So, so either just like absorb it completely like a slime from D&D or... Right. Just be like, yeah, I, I do suck. Like, I don't yeah. have anything like witty to retort. I don't want to be like snappy back saying like, yeah. like fuck your mom. Oh, but it's mm-hmm. just like, eh. It's my my way of uh, dealing with it and diffusing to a degree. But I don't yeah. know if that's necessarily the best approach either. I mean, I would be... argue it's not perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess it depends like how you actually feel in the moment. Because I've definitely done that too. Where I was just like, oh my gosh, you're right. I did screw up. And so you're just like, I am. It depends on the intent, right? If you're like, I screwed up. Um, I'll try to do better or something like that. Like That's a positive twist on you know a negative outcome. If you're like, I'm garbage at this game <laughs> in response to like someone calling you out, then like, that's just self-deprecation. Yeah, probably if you mean it, it's like not a great place to be. Fucking fuck woke culture, am I right? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> l- let me give the context of I could see myself, let's say 10, 15 years ago, both for myself and for other people, not having an issue just calling out stuff like that in game. Yeah. But granted, I probably cared more about the game than personal relationships and emotions than I do now. Mm-hmm. Whereas now I'm much more cognizant of that and I don't want people to walk on eggshells around me. Right. And I don't want to necessarily walk on eggshells around people. But there are times where like something will happen in a game. Like maybe it's like a team wipe or something. It just gets quiet and everyone's like, Yep, you, you get what's going on. Uh-huh. The room everyone's is collectively looking bit, down. A little bit down. Um, um Yeah. GG goes next is a uh it's a strong and powerful reaction. <laughs> yeah. Um to situations like that. It's definitely easier in games that don't take as long um but i think that like one of the things that can help in theory and i'm not i'm not the best at implementing this is actually getting analytical with it and saying like like particularly there's a whole bunch of toxic um mindset and behavior and things like that there's a uh you know the term elo hell Mm -hmm. how would you define elo hell for the for the audience Elo hell is where your MMR is fairly low and everybody you're playing with is also fairly low MMR. That's how matchmaking works. Mm -hmm. But because of their low MMR and their shitty gameplay, you can't progress out of that MMR because you're always Mm -hmm. being bad teammates. Exactly. It's basically like um, 
what is the uh johnning yeah yeah johnning from smash bros is another good way to put it i was gonna say like one of the logical fallacies um because you're like crap why are my teammates so bad <laughs> like how am i ever supposed to win when my teammates are so bad um as opposed to like a rational approach to it which is just like if you have any impact on your games I literally had to like spell this out on I've almost never made Reddit posts on like anything or Reddit comments on like <laughs> anything. And at one point I literally was just like, I have to argue on the internet. I can't help myself. Gotta like, speak Jesus, Jesus take the wheel. And um I was like, if you play a statistically significant number of games and your impact matters in the game, arguably it should, if you're you know better than your teammates, um, you'll you'll rise in those situations right like particularly if this is any type of game where you can carry and i'm defining the term carry is like pop off you know take basically significantly contribute to the winning potential of the team which i think is like all games that people actually get salty about um then like blaming your teammates isn't helpful because you can't change them but you could be better, right? Like, why would you take the path of least of most resistance um, instead of, you know, trying to be better yourself? Yeah. But people don't want to hear that because that requires introspection. It's it's additional work, basically, and nobody likes to do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Myself included. Yeah, we actually had a Dota game the other day, where the only thing that really frustrated me about me about the game is that it was like five or six minutes into the game that somebody said like, hey, this is my first game. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, well, why did we give you this role of responsibility? If you said like, hey, I'm new, be yeah. nice, give pointers, we'd be like, yeah, 100%, let's do it. Right. But it's just that like they didn't say that up front. So like they're kind of like making some dumb plays. We're like, hey, uh, what's up? <laughs> Right. Not really getting any last hits. You're running into your death. Uh, you, you all right? What's going on? <laughs> Do you need help? See, the yeah, thing like, is... They so just right. needed a babysitter, and they just needed to say, like, hey, I'm new. And we're like, okay. Mm-hmm. Like, we've been there. Cool. Yeah. But at the same time, like, I don't know what their situation is. And I could totally see that when they started playing Dota, they were like... They did open with, hey, I'm new. And then people immediately opened up on them, right? Like immediately started flaming them because if there's anyone that hates new players um, and then <laughs> to an equal degree complains that their game is always dying, mm-hmm. it's MOBA players. <laughs> like, yeah. um, like it can be really tough um, being a new player because you get, I don't know. Sometimes the best reaction you can get is nobody responds if you say that you're new, you know? Yeah. There's also times I've been newer in something and people have not been so nice. Uh-huh. Heroes of New Earth being a great example. Uh, don't, one, don't play that game. And two, if you do, don't tell anybody anything that would expose weakness. Yes. Yeah. I think that one is um, based off of my my knowledge or what I've heard in the the MOBA sphere, uh, the most toxic MOBA on the market. A hundred percent. Yeah. Like I think even the developers of the game were known to like ban people that they didn't like or be really racist, homophobic, sexist, just like yeah. really shitty people on the internet. Like, oh, this is the community. <laughs> yeah. 
no, it's it's pretty messed up. MOBAs have it MOBAs have it pretty rough though. I think like I already talked a little bit about Call of Duty, which is an FPS, which I think is one of the genres that that can definitely have toxicity, but like nothing even holds a candle to MOBAs. You don't need like a top ten countdown of toxic genres. I think everybody basically knows that off the jump. It's like the Stanford prison experiments because you have X amount of people over a period of time. Shit's mm. going to go bad. <laughs> yeah. That was a classy reference. Thank you. I, I try. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, it's 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 pretty rough. Um, I guess to, to, to move past some of the... Uh, the issues of toxicity obviously can take place in, you know, harassment, singling people out, like you mentioned, based off of weaknesses they've exposed within themselves. Like, God help you if you used voice chat and your voice is high pitched. Um, there is doesn't matter if you're a girl or not. Actually, there's no escape, right? If you're in a toxic <laughs> environment, um, I, I will like for like another very small side anecdote regarding Dota. Mm-hmm. I play like a solo game where I play with like one other person mm-hmm. and there was a girl in voice on our team mm-hmm. and it just went by without a hitch. I'm like, wow, we've really progressed as a community. <laughs> right. So like, Oh my God, a girl plays Dota. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I actually had um, a group of friends I played with many years ago now because it's time distorts and it's hard to keep track of it, but it's, it's a long time. But um I actually remember their handles because they, well, <laughs> they're still on my Steam's friends list, but I just haven't talked to them in forever. But um, Prove Gaming, Enemy of Fate, and Bear. And Prove and Enemy of Fate were both uh, girls. And um, we would just like roll up as a stack of, you know, four plus people. Maybe, maybe we'd get all five. But um, if you've played MOBAs, you probably realize like how weird it is to not just have a girl in the game who is willing to use voice chat but like multiple <laughs> right <laughs> like, yeah statistically very unlikely um but part of the reason it worked is because you had that support group of literally you're playing with friends so if someone's like a douchebag online you're like hey you, you're never going to be outnumbered really in that situation you can kind of like you know, take support from your from the people who are with you who are just going to be like, "You dumb, stop it." <laughs> you know, like stop, <laughs> stop being sexist or whatever. It feels um, nice to shoot down somebody being shitty with like very simple things, like uh-huh. didn't ask or, <laughs> or, didn't or other ask things, you. just muting or uh huh. Instead of you know jumping onto the train of like again talking about how you fucked their mother, uh huh. Yeah, retribution. Like, hey, you don't need to know the details. It happened. Retribution, I feel like, is so much less entertaining than like diffusal in the most hilarious way possible. Um, like those are the types of responses I would love to see. You know, um, no, it's it's good stuff. It's it's kind of like tilting in the game will also happen like against your teammates or the enemy mm-hmm. team yeah or you'll just do like really dumb things whether it's like oh i need to win this argument with uh, a rando online or i have to get a kill to make mm-hmm. the 
five deaths I've already had this game. It's like the, uh, I guess the sunk cost fallacy. Like I've invested so much, I gotta get the payoff. Otherwise, right. it wasn't worth it. Yeah, yeah. So you just make really dumb decisions because you want that. It's gambling. It's emotional gambling. <laughs> <laughs> emotional gambling would be a good alternate title too. That would be at least be provocative clickbait. Um, Do people click this? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Maybe uh, theoretically, someone did once. Um, I actually. You, you mentioned like people getting involved in these arguments and I recall so like I still play hots occasionally um, you can kind of tell when the enemy team is tilting like in some MOBAs it's obvious because like they just run at you and then die like obvious feeding right mm-hmm. um, but sometimes you can also just tell in like hots if their characters take too long to show up <laughs> like that they're they're like keyboard warrioring between fights um and I've, I've been on the side of that with them on my team you know where people are standing there typing stuff out on their keyboards and i'm like i'm thinking you know that doesn't count for apm right like that's not you know not uh on top of anything tactically here so um your Q, W, and E will actually do stuff if you don't have enter previously typed. <laughs> right, yeah. Just heads up. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's it's sometimes a tough uh, sand trip. Sand trap? Sand trap to avoid um, when you want to respond to what someone's saying online. But you know that nothing good will come of it. Although other people are better at um, humorously diffusing, like you mentioned. I'm not so great at that. I like flaming my own team instead when I know them. Mm-hmm. Like if, let's say one of our people has to like disconnect because they have like a power outage. Like they text the group like, hey, sir, are we back? Can you pause for me? Like, oh, yeah, sure thing. Mm-hmm. And then we'll pause immediately be like, can you report this guy? You fucking just rage quit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like that. Um, but I feel like that's an angle for. Actually, no, it's just being a dick to your friends versus. Yeah diffusing per se but like yeah. a lot of times in like emoba or like dota specifically people will do that keyboard warrior business that you're talking about where someone will blame someone else on their team from the enemy team mm-hmm. and you have to be like no nah, i think they're doing fine maybe work yeah. with them i don't know <laughs> you sort your own <laughs> shit out <laughs> we're trying to win on our side but yeah that's actually funny because i've I, I, I recall a time when because I'm I I think it's good to do that if like the enemy team is dogpiling on one of their own guys like there's there's the evil path and there's the good path <laughs> and the good path is usually to some degree to defend the person who is being harassed. I think that's the morally correct path and I've tried to take it and then I recall at one point in Dota teammate was literally like stop it they're tilting <laughs> like just let them tilt <laughs> and i was like this is the evil path this is exploit the advantage <laughs> right um i feel like slacks might have had a video on it at some point where it's just like if you find the um the person that is being trash talked on by the enemy team you like just psychologically get in their heads to like either amplify it or redirect it to your own benefit. <laughs> yeah. 
because uh, basically if you have the enemy team tilting that is an advantage for you uh-huh. and some people are like this will be my default strategy <laughs> i'm mm. gonna pick just a harassment character and then also be a dick in chat or usually they don't have the like, cross team voice for a lot of games yeah because that would be Thank awful goodness. yeah i can think of <laughs> maybe proximity worse. chat mm-hmm. i don't know it's again i get so much more enjoyment from teasing or harassing people who i know Mm. because like that's part of the joys of friendship is like i can say something heinous to you and you won't get mad and we'll laugh about it yeah versus doing it to a complete stranger and then hoping that they have a shitty day (laughs) like right yeah i don't know there's tons of people who i don't like but i know them to a degree to know that i don't like them versus played a game with this person and they didn't perform as expected uh-huh right you'll be hearing a strongly worded letter from my lawyers uh, i think it's just insane to me i think that can be useful as a mitigation aspect and I, I do want to talk about like toxicity mitigation effort in some ways too um at some point but like what you're describing i i would i would categorize it as like a mitigation effort is if you think about um in your case, you're you're reluctant. I don't know if you put into thought into like why you're more reluctant to just like dig into randoms on the internet. But like for me, they don't know me, but I also don't know like they don't know me, so they shouldn't weigh what I'm saying heavily. But I also know that like people don't work that way, right? Like, um, it's easy to say like someone random like called me something on the internet. And I shouldn't care about that because there's a lot of crazy people on the internet and there's a lot of jerks on the internet. So why should I care? But I know that there are people that are care- that do care and I don't know like where they're at. Right. Like it kind I mean, of sometimes helps. You could just have a, a shit day. Yeah. And you're mm-hmm. again going to video games to say, oh, this is my unwind. Let me get rid of stress and just relax. And then mm-hmm. it goes badly and your team or the enemy team is flaming you. Yeah. So it just, it doesn't help. Yeah. Thinking about those hypotheticals, I think can help people to show restraint in the moment. Um, Which is, I mean, it's better not to be toxic in the first place, but if you can be internally toxic (laughs) instead of like externally toxic, that's still improvement in my book. Um, Oh yeah. I'm seizing the scale. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Um, good dragon and dark souls reference um terrible reference in general but it was a good dark souls <laughs> reference um uh but i was gonna ask you what types of um uh mitigation efforts or things have you found over time to help um stay focused or not be toxic in games the biggest thing i think anybody would jump to is just taking breaks from stuff Mm -hmm. it is so fucking wild what you can experience mentally by just being outside of the exact space you're in yeah like have you ever just gone on a walk or like gone out for growth it's basically you're experiencing a whole separate world and you realize oh this one microcosm of video games Mm -hmm. is but a a drop of sand in the ocean of life and yes i did mix solid and liquid there Mm -hmm. but it really gives you context for oh these are other people who are just taking a break from their life to do video games right 
So none of it mattered. Yeah, it doesn't matter in the long run. It's things that you're doing for fun. Right. With other people. Yeah, I would I would ex- extend that for a second and say like I'm taking a walk obviously really good particularly if you get pent up a lot but like literally looking away from the screen for a second can kind of be all it takes sometimes like usually the games that have high rates of toxicity are games that people get very invested in and that's honestly why we love the games like one of the titles i was thinking of going back to the titles topic for a second was like um like salt and why we love it or something like that but like Mm -hmm some of the games I've really enjoyed playing, whether they were good games or not, or the reason I got invested was because of this, you know, moment by moment, emotional attachment to it. Like even call of duty, which I, I don't know, like <laughs> when I was younger and I was playing it, that was like one of the most frustrating games. It's a game where people literally spawn behind you and you just shoot you. And that's the game playing, right? <laughs> like, um, how can that be good? Um, but, I played it a ton and like Dota was the same. It's a game where on the tail end of it, I can be like, my life is in shambles. Like, <laughs> there's, why did I do all of this? I could have done anything other than an hour of this. Um, and then I could queue up for another match. Right. Um, and... Yeah. It's going back to the, the sunk cost fallacy after it. Exactly. Um, but like looking away for a second, you're like, wait a minute. They're literally, I could play Skyrim more, or I could do anything else more, and it would be better for me, and it would be more enjoyable, or I could continue to do this, but like mentally take a step back for a second and ask, why am I so pissed off about something that doesn't matter if I look away for three seconds? I'm going to save everybody a lot of time right now. Call your dad and ask why he didn't hug you growing up. This is also yeah. only applicable for men in the audience. Mm. Um, I don't know. I mean, you, I'm, I'm sure that there's probably women out there who just never got hugged either. Distant fathers. I think, at least from a lot of people who I know, a lot of the fathers were not super close. Like, Right. Mm-hmm. I'm still trying to get my dad to, like, call me. <laughs> like, right. uh I can call him and be like, hey, how's it going? And like, we'll talk and stuff. I'm like, you know, you can reach out at any point too. And he's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I keep forgetting to do that. I'm like, all right. <laughs> but I don't I don't need him to. But I also, I wouldn't mind if we had a closer relationship. I'm never right. going to like go to him for deep emotional advice because we've not had that history. I'm not trying to build that now. But just like maybe I can recommend to him something on Spotify one day. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And do you think that would improve your gameplay? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, um, uh, something I was going to ask you as mm-hmm. tangential to Skyrim, what do you do about if you're getting salty or tilted in a single player game? Gotcha. So these are games like Super Meat Boy. Um, I can never remember the name of it. Runner. It could be anything really. Ghost Runner. Um, if you're really struggling on a, on a, on a section, um, I would love to say stop. Uh, but for some reason, more often than not, it's like beat my head into the wall until the wall collapses or I like just 
literally give up. Um, Sekiro actually was kind of like that for me because I was bad at the game. <laughs> um, I've been it, like massively humbled by watching other people play Sekiro. <laughs> Once it was done, and I was like, sure do block a lot of attacks. <laughs> and it sure does seem like you can parry everything. Um, I will say, going back, it's so much easier. Yeah. Because like I went through, and I'm like, oh, that definitely had like some difficulty spikes. And I was like, let mm-hmm. me just do like a new game plus. And then on the first hour, I killed three bosses. I'm like, dear God. <laughs> yeah. Because like you're building the tool set over time. And they're like, hey, here you are. You have the tool set, by the way. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. So it's easier to go back. Yeah. But I understand I the frustration with something like that, where it's just, it feels very one-sided. Like the monkey fight for me was uh-huh. my big sticking point of like, I'm getting my ass beat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I distinctly remember the first night. I feel like it was, I was playing a lot of second. We were all playing a lot of Sekiro, I think, when it came out, right? But um. I got to like Sword Saint Yishin in the early evening and I did not beat Yishin that night. And that was something for me, right? Like I didn't give up until it was like time to go to bed. Um, And it was a very, very tough time. But it was one of the situations where I should have stepped away, right? Like if I would have gone for a walk, I could have cleared my head. I could have started just mentally processing the moves that like he's throwing out and how I should react to them. And like, honestly, if you want to get better at games, spending like anything that has reaction time or like situational awareness, spending time thinking about it outside of the moment is just about as valuable as it is inside of the moment. Um, Particularly for Dark Souls, which is why like you could actually just not fight a boss the first time. And just let it do attacks at you. And that would probably help you beat the boss way faster than I did, right? Like, um, patience is key, and lack of patience is unfortunately a side effect of tilting. For anybody who is paying attention to Jake's story about Sword Saint Ishin, you know that he is wrong and hesitation is defeat. Oh, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what he says, but. I mean, you you can kind of just like go to town on him. All right. So phase two, <laughs> Ishin. Um, you can cheese him uh-huh. by baiting him out at certain ranges. So he'll throw out one move that has a reliable punish. I think it's like a lunge. Um, and it's one of his moves that just has a lot of punishable frames after it. So like he's trying to bait you by saying hesitation is defeat. Hesitation is actually how you beat the boss. Hmm. <laughs> Or you're good and you just kill the boss, but like I wasn't. I mean, you definitely like with anything Smash included. Like it's good to have a bit of restraint to see what's going on and kind of assess the situation. Dark mm-hmm. Souls bosses included, a great example, because like if you know the move set, you're like, okay, here's where I have time to do my thing instead of just yeah. charging. Like you know, in movies where you see the one guy who's like, I'm just gonna charge in. You know that guy's fucked. You know mm-hmm. he's fucked. Because he's not planning or preparing. He's just going like, I'm going to do my thing and hope for the best. Yeah. And then the person just like kills him or deflects the thing, stabs him. Um, But if you have time to like react to a situation, it works better. Yeah. I'm I'm actually tie that 
back in is yeah. take time to think about things, whether it be video games or other stuff. Mm-hmm. It goes. It gonna, goes a long way. I was imagining the picture of like the first grunt and like the the pack of grunts that runs across hero the hero of the story whatever maybe it's james bond or something like that and you're the first guy through the door there has to be that realization i am a grunt there's like 16 other guys here some of them are better geared than me i'm probably not gonna survive this right like dude, am i the first guy am i the one that takes him down and then everyone else was completely unnecessary probably not right <laughs> um yeah Analysis is also like a good part, I think, in combating toxicity, Um, particularly if it's just like, okay, emotions aside, what could I have done better here? And how should I address that in the future? And then not running that analysis against your team, honestly, like, (laughs) um, because you shouldn't really be looking out for everyone else's mistakes. Um. If you are a really good player, you can probably mitigate mistakes that your team is making. Um, And sometimes that's not the case, and that's okay too. So taking a moment, like legitimately, say like Overwatch, after every death, be like, why did I die there? And then answering that question, um, (laughs) as long as your answer isn't like tilted, you're already tilted, and you're like, it's always my teammates. (laughs) Uh, maybe a better question is what could I have done to not die there, right? Um, framing things like that in like a more positive outcome way um, can be really helpful, and I'm bad at it. It, it comes down to positioning for yeah. a lot of things. In video games, at least. Um, mm-hmm. And sex. How do I win? <laughs> and why do I keep losing? <laughs> yeah. I was going to quote Dota, and then I was like, nah, this actually sounds really bad in context. I'm not going to do that. I was going to say, technically, I've only lost at sex once, and that was yeah. the first time. Usually, it's a draw. Oh, did you not? Oh, I, was, I was implying I lost my virginity. Ah, gotcha. That's, okay. was going for. That's a good joke, too. Um. But I like yours too. It seems more wholesome and romantic that both people get off simultaneously. (laughs) Or neither do. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get them next time. (laughs) Mission failed. Yeah. No, it's uh I don't know. There's there's we've reached the point of um I would say development and like video games are so prolific that there are literally papers about toxicity or how it makes people do violent games make people um angry uh yeah yeah actually they uh, they do and if you have problems at home it's a lot worse um and if you don't have problems at home it basically doesn't matter <laughs> and it's very very short-lived um weird but it's it, almost like the video game itself is not the thing <laughs> yeah exactly right um it's just like alcohol or anything else that can have an effect on your mood or mental state Mm -hmm. it itself is not the problem just like saying like guns don't kill people people kill people um i mean granted the weapons are doing a lot of heavy lifting but Mm -hmm. at the end of the day it's it's the person and their situation so like you know how you'll have like happy drunks or you'll have like belligerent drunks right yeah that's kind of emphasizing their current mood 
Like, if you have, like, a really shitty week at the office, and imagine, like, a movie or TV context where you're like, eh, we're going to O'Hannigan's to drink. Um, you're trying to drink your week away, right? Yeah. It's mm-hmm. not going to, you're not going to turn magically happy and have everything be fixed. You're going to spend your time drunk bitching about the week and focusing and dwelling on that negativity, and mm-hmm. it's just going to be shit. Whereas I've definitely been in the good mood and had alcohol and or other things, and it's just, ah, that was even more pleasant. Hooray. Right. Yeah. Yeah. A lot about it. A lot of it is about state of mind going into it. So um, trying to, you know, take a deep breath and return to a, a balanced state, regardless of whether it's like a stressful work week or um, you're having a, a bad match of uh, Dota or Overwatch or what have you um, could be really helpful. So also it's, you know, it's a good uh, personal development practice. Um, again, I'm not good at doing any of this. I also need to practice. Um, I feel like, I mean, granted, I don't play games with you anymore, but mm-hmm. not since the incident. Yeah. Um, I can't think of any recent incidents where I've noticed it really. Mm-hmm. Like, I do remember a time when we were playing Overwatch and you just kind of like dropped after the game. Uh-huh, and I was like, yeah. oh, yep, clock that. Um, that was a good bit ago. Yeah, it's been a long time. I think part of it is like perspective. Like I've been doing a lot in the work week. And so I find it harder to be like, <laughs> okay, Overwatch, let's get super invested and pissed off if this doesn't work. I'm just like, I'm I'm moving my mouse and I'm clicking things. I get to hang out with friends and no matter how I cut it, this is like some of the least stressful stuff I've had to deal with today. That perspective helps. <laughs> like, Yeah. If you just go in with the, the soul thing, like I just want to have fun with people. Mm-hmm. How can I make it fun? Oh, do people have dumb character names in game? Let's talk about that. Was there a silly interaction where you accidentally jumped off the ledge or got booped? Let's mm-hmm. talk about that. Focusing on the the entertaining or the fun versus we're losing this game. Yeah. Why you have to be mad? It only game. It is only game. Yeah, actually specifically that like boop off map thing made me think of um so uh both Jenny and I were watching uh the Twitch streams to get into like the Overwatch 2 beta. And we were watching a streamer uh Emilyth. Um I don't know. It's not Googleable. Maybe it'll maybe it'll be figured out. I don't know. I don't know how their SEO is, but we'll leave that <laughs> in their hands. Um, but she had um, a funny overlay where it was like days since she last jumped off the map, and it was like on four, and she had a counter there for it. And I thought that was like the most hilarious thing. Like that's the attitude I would love to have every time I was playing Overwatch. Um, and a lot of times people think like, oh, if you're playing for fun, you also maybe you're not playing as much as you could be competitively. And sometimes that's true. But like I was watching her clip and I was like, she's really good. And I was talking to Jenny and Jenny's like, oh, yeah, she's um she's in Masters. I was like, this person is like in the top like 
four percent of players of like mm-hmm. the entire game and she also has this you know hilarious times jumped off the map counter like what a healthy attitude to have right um so yeah it's not keeping you back if anything i think getting upset can hold you back um compared to keeping a positive attitude which helps keep you limber and fresh and able to adapt to situations and if any of these stories and anecdotes didn't really click with you and you're like what are they talking about Go back and rewatch Karate Kid. Let me know how that turns out for you. Mm-hmm. Who, who is calm and one? Motherfucking Daniel. Got his shit together. Yeah. Not even sweep the leg could uh, could take him out. The forbidden technique. <laughs> there was a crane just, wait for, just waiting for him. <laughs> yeah. um, do you have oh, any... Sorry, I was going to ask... Um, because we play Smash a lot. I'm still trying to get you to shit talk a little bit. Because mm-hmm. I like I think the I back did and forth. You, I said, I will win this match. You made a statement. And it was just, yeah, it was something like that. I was like, okay. Um, what are your thoughts on ribbing in general? I think it can be fun amongst friends. I, I think you got to read the room a little bit. Like, say, say we're playing Smash. And it's kind of like a grudge match. Usually we go for like best of three, best of five, something like that. Um, and I'm just like, my Sephiroth is garbage and I have to do better. Um, and it's been 10 games since I last won. If at the cusp of the 10th ten- the game, you're like, wow, you really suck at Sephiroth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to like probably like, like rip my headset out of the laptop <laughs> and like quit the game. Right. Um, For the but, record, I do pick up on that and I try like yes. when. When or I'll be like, I'll complain about one of your side bees being bullshit and always catching me. Uh huh. And you're not like, yeah, suck it. Uh huh. I appreciate that too, but I, I get that. Yeah. Um, it's it's sometimes better to read the room there, but I mean, if you're playing with friends, then that you have the advantage of hopefully you can pick up on some of that, right? Like, I get quiet if I'm not comfortable with how much i'm winning or how much i'm losing right like i because again i don't want to like trash talk or rub it in or anything like that um and i'm very disappointed in myself if i'm losing so like i'm not comfortable talking in that situation either um but it's a fun game yeah it's really good i just like the the personal improvement aspect yeah, mm-hmm. I don't need to win all the games, but if I lost all of the games, That's I would definitely one. practice in the week on a new character and be like, hey, Jake, you want to see my banjo? And you're like, you never play banjo. And then I would destroy you. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. I just like reload it and you're like, what's that? Uh, what's that masked Kirby with the sword there? What's that guy do? He's got a cape. Be like, oh, yeah, we're ready. <laughs> it goes back to brawl. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is uh i don't know though I, I i think it can be fun a little little playful ribbing can be fun as long as you both are um nobody's at a low right no one's at an emotional low um so then it's then it's then it's more fun i literally was watching a smash um uh it was mk leo versus uh Spargo? 
that his name? Spargo? Yeah. The two top Mexican players probably in the world. Yeah. Sorry, probably the two top players in the world who happen to be Mexican. And Spargo took the set. And um, uh, the announcer was like, pop off, Spargo, pop off. And Spargo just like reaches over for the fist bump. And Kaleo just smiles and gives the fist bump because Kaleo was like the chillest person in existence. Um, and Spargo just like calmly collects his things and walks off, walks off while the announcer is just like, pop off, Spargo, come on, what are you doing? <laughs> and it was just really funny to me. Because, um, you know, in that moment, it was incredible like overly respectful to the point where uh, it's harder to make it into like a youtube moment if the guy's just calmly collecting his things and you couldn't tell if he won or lost yeah <laughs> based off the departure right um yeah that's no, good this would be a purpose episode to have a sponsor for like betterhelp.com <laughs> right yeah or some type um, of online mental health institution yeah, if you are an online mental health institution, I would honestly say reach out to us. We need the so help. So we can get those ad bucks. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, if you do want to give us those ad bucks, you can do so, I guess. There's not a PayPal, so don't like try to send the money there. Start with a start with a message. Uh, soapstonepodcast at gmail.com. Or you could join the ad discussion on Facebook. I feel like the it's kind of falling apart. Facebook.com slash Soapstone Podcast. And as always, we'll see you in the next one. Don't be a cunt. Have a good night. <laughs> what? Baby, can't you see? 